we're, because we're serving it to you. That's it. That's it, folks. That, that's it. Mac is sitting down, and I'm going to start recording because I have the what gumption the to begin. What do you mean? Just starting without me being ready. Okay, go ahead. Well, go ahead. no, but you were, you know, sliding into the couch. I thought it was a g terrific segue. I was sure. already feeling myself. I was having a good time. And, folks, welcome to an episode of The Art Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan. He is Mac. Howdy. And we're serving this up to you. That's right. We're art tenders. Ha -ho. That's, man, that's, that, the moment it came out of my mouth, I'm like, that's embarrassing uh nah. quick quick thing to discuss uh mac i would like to congratulate you for mac is in a production of macbeth mac is fantastic oh, i just want hush. to congratulate him for thank that you, we're thank still you. working or rather we're trying our best to consistently be working right and uh in avenues where we are not working we're still working because we're still doing this true 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 well isn't that like the whole point of the show right is that like yes. we are we are doing this show so that we can keep practicing, so that we can keep figuring out uh, as much as we can about art, because we're still students, you know, yes. in in the real we're, world. We're always learning. That's the thing. We're all, learning. Yeah, everlasting student, right? Yes. So. Oh, I hit the microphone. That's a point for me. Max, you want to get out the uh, the penalty point board? Uh, I was adjusting myself in my seat because I was just about to discuss that Mac got the same microphone as I do now, and so that's oh. a, that's, oh. that's big dub, big dub Game for changer. the show in its entirety. So hopefully, you know, this episode will sound much nicer. So I get an additional penalty point. That means I'm at seven. Mac is at four. I forgot what episode we're recording. Um, but regardless, at uh, starting at episode, or rather at the end of episode 69, nice. Uh, we'll tally up the points, and whoever has the most points gets to Did wear. You say nice. Yeah, uh, has to Fuck wear you. a. Jeez, has to wear a costume, right? So, uh, like I said, I'm at seven. Mac is at four. Now, this is episode sixty-seven. Okay, cool. Mac, we need to talk about us. Let's talk about us. Okay, Let's because there are many me. important things to discuss about us. Oh, the you mean the movie? Yeah. Oh. The film directed, written, and produced by Jordan Peele and starring uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke. It is a horror film, uh, sort of on the heels of Jordan Peele's hit flick. Get out. Uh, it's it's the follow up and is now the sort of bridge. Well, bridge not in the story sense, but in the you know filmmaking sense. In between right. Get Out and the movie that's coming out this summer. Nope. Um. So Mac, uh, I guess so. This was your selection. We're doing a sort of Jordan Peele binge. This came out in 2019, oh. and I guess what were your first impressions of this film? We I think. It's because we reviewed Get Out. I think it's fair for us to also sort of compare it to Get Out, at least a little bit, but still discuss it of its own merits. But I want I want to lead with your first impressions of this movie. Sure. Uh, I thought that Us was absolutely brilliant. I I I know I know. I I really think that. Um, I mean, one of the reasons that I'm so into and interested in Jordan Peele is because yeah. I think that uh, after he released Get Out, and that was, a, I mean, what a splash, directorial debut, um, and uh, writing, sc screenplay. Yeah. At the same time, I was thinking to myself, there's no way that he's going to be able yeah. to do this again. And the thing is, like, I think for most of us, we have always considered Jordan Peele to be a genius, but not of horror exactly and or social commentary it yeah. was always through the lens of comedy through right. mad tv and key and peel right exactly and so i i was rooting for him but i did not think that he was going to be able to pull off something even remotely yeah. close to get out and so it was um, a nice surprise where it was that get nice. out was so successful yes and it was it was very very nice to see that us came into play and all of a sudden 
it's not just like a one-off. Like, yeah. Jordan Peele is a very good director and a very good playwright. Or uh, not playwright, screenplay. Uh, yeah, screen screenwriter. Writer. Thank you. <laughs> screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so uh, that that was my initial takeaway, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I would also say that uh, I'm happy that it was much more horror um, than Get For Out sure. was. Oh, yes. Um, it's, uh, I'd say that, in terms of just cinematography alone, the, their their choices in terms of the way that they um, mm-hmm. the way they move through scenes and locations and things like that, it's just uh, not definitely very far away from Get Out. Yeah, um, and it yeah. was much more artistic, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, overall uh, in terms of design and execution and just like carefulness. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a it was an excellent movie. I thought. I think I think the big difference is also Get Out relies a lot more on its themes, you know, with its story and with the with the sort of conveying yeah. of said themes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The themes of like the relationship between white and black individuals uh, throughout the history of this country, right? That was, was like the big sort of right. you know examination. It was much more didactic. It was much more lesson centric than it was story centric sure yeah and like that sounds you know overbearing or you know kind of hitting you over the head and maybe a little bit but get out was still immaculately done i thought as a cohesive whole Mm -hmm. um such a tightly well-run ship it really was that one was at the same time i will say that i was more creeped out by the or i was more worried about the concept of Uh get out than i was about the actual characters of get out if that makes any sense. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as I'm watching it, I'm not like, oh, no, what's going to happen to him? I'm thinking, like, that's insane. That's really smart. There's Get Out, you know, sort of steps itself a, a lot more into the unease of situations. Uh-huh. Primarily, right, there is a scene where I believe the main character's name is Chris. Yeah. And he is, like, meeting all of these individuals, and they keep uh, white individuals, uh, it's worth mentioning, and they keep asking about his body, his athleticism, his his genes, and, you know, not genes like the Genuine song. No, 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 not in your genes. No, genes with, you know, J, excuse yeah, me, G, G, wow. The, <laughs> e- the opposite. M- <laughs> but right, all right, that to right. say, right where where us is definitely uh, does it have its themes, yes, but yeah. that's not the priority like it was no. with Get Out. The priority was much more in the horror yeah. aspect and much more in terms of, I guess, just like visually what was going on. I would Looking say a lot back, more, a lot more horror, like traditional and traditional horror, yes, as opposed yeah. to just super duper uncomfortable nature of it that what right. makes get out a horror is because of i mean of it doesn't you know it's not a hundred percent in reality but there's a sense of reality to it where us uh what it is is that there's a family that is at their vacation home and all of a sudden there are these doppelgangers that look exactly like them but are terrifying and are carrying around scissors and essentially want to kill them right so that's happening in us and that is a lot more terrifying in the sort of unknown supernatural sense as opposed to get out that what makes get out scary is like is is that uncomfortable nature of these people are sick yeah. and they are kidnapping kidnapping and taking the lives of these individual uh individuals 
in order to better themselves, but they're still looking down at that race, and it's just disgusting. Right. And that's what makes it a horror. It's that unease, while right. this is much more traditional. And I, I think... Gruesome, a, too. Something else, though, that, that really, in my opinion, elevates us in terms of just filmmaking uh, above Get Out. Um, not necessarily that, that it's my favorite or anything, but I think that uh, definitely makes it a... Um, overall more, you know, Academy Award-winning type movie than Get Out is that um, it... In Get Out, I can see Jordan Peele in every frame, if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. Okay. I... It's impossible whenever I'm watching Get Out to stop thinking about the fact that it's Jordan Peele that wrote the words that I'm hearing. Okay. And that's it's Jordan Peele that set up the shot that I'm watching. Whereas Us... That was not what I was thinking at all. And, and do you I never think, thought that. Do you think that's largely because of how, like hard that get out gets into its themes maybe so i think i think so i I think because it's hard to disassociate from like the director and the the screenwriter who is the same person in this case like it's hard to disassociate when the themes of the movie is like it's barreling into you and i don't once again i don't mean that as an indictment i don't mean that as a sort of that's just what it was it's just what it is absolutely the uh that's a very good question danny i think that it kind of comes back to what we're talking about over the past couple weeks with concept TV or concept films you or, love or whatever. Back. I, I'm not going to talk about it much more, I promise. I'm just going to mention that I think that that might be a caveat of of concept television or concept mm-hmm. storytelling is that uh, if you know the writer, all of a sudden the writer becomes the main character because the concept is such the center of the thing mm-hmm. rather than like the story. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think – Somehow, even though I totally would have thought that us would be more of a concept type thing, uh, us is a lot more traditional. Yes, uh, us in is terms of the horror film sphere, right? Very character centric. What I will say, yes, it's extremely character centric. I really enjoyed the characters too. in this film. They're really fleshed out and wonderful to watch, yeah. and wonderful. Like I think. Also, it's something to be said about the acting chemistry in between them. Like, Winston Duke in this movie, I freaking love. Yeah. And maybe that's partially because I, I I felt a little bit of myself maybe in the next 10 years sure. becoming that character sure. of Gabe in that in that film, which, which was like, oh, God. Oh, all the bad jokes and the silly statements and just everything in there. It just felt – and, I like, that awkward – not awkward, but, like – the dad that loves embarrassing the kids. Yes. That's me. It will be me. Yeah, that's you currently. Yeah. I just don't have kids, but like it's <laughs> Your the, friends I'm, are your kids. Yeah, no, my friends are my kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Pre- precisely that. But uh it's but what it is is that it's still a lot more traditional. It's just immaculately well done. It is. And so hopefully, you know, eventually we'll, we'll, we're going to get off this train. I promise we're going to get off this train of comparing Get Out to Us. I do prefer Get Out over Us. I thought I Get Out I, I was a better film, but I would argue that maybe Get Out's better written and Us is better directed. Yep. And so that's yep. the thing. So like, and the thing is also, so Us experiments with the theme of the difference between class, right? Yeah. And how... You know, there's an upper class and a lower class, and they're not so different from one another, these individuals between these classes. The only things that make those individuals different is what they have, right? The privileges that they receive, right? Those those are the main differences. And so it really – this movie brings that sort of light, that sort of thing to the table where kind of on the nose making it so – 
these people that are living beneath the surface is what happens in the story in these like in this underground is exact are exact double doppelgangers to the above surface individuals mm-hmm. right but they are the lower class and they have to eat rabbits that are alive that's the food that they have mm-hmm. and and they aren't able to speak at all can only growl and make shrieking noises it's stuff like that right, right. that's how they communicate they are the lower class but the thing is that the problem that i have with this movie where it was just a traditional horror movie and even though that was done really well that had me asking the question of why like yeah and I guess maybe part of it, too, was you watch Get Out and you expect something to some degree in Us, while Us is a lot more traditional, so it doesn't lean as much on the theme. But then what I felt was I didn't even get the theme the first—well, I, I only watched the movie once, but when I watched the movie, I did not know that the theme right. for this movie was class differences. Mm. I— I didn't think there was no theme in this movie, but I thought that the movie poorly told the story or rather poorly told its theme in the story that it told. That makes total sense. And it is, uh, it's definitely frustrating that way. I agree. I had a very similar experience first time I watched it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even part of that is expectations. I think like, at least for me, I put higher expectations on this film than I would have like nightmare on Elm street or alien or something. Well, also it's, it's definitely more horror movie in my opinion than it is thriller in that, uh, and, and, and uh, again, it differs from get out in this way that, um, there's not one moment of clarity. Like with Get Out, you get the solution and all the questions that you had are all of a sudden answered. And you're like, oh, whoa. That, although creepy and although that's not in this world necessarily, that does make – like all of my questions are answered in this moment. That makes sense. What do you What do you mean by – so there's no – do you found that there was no clarification in this movie? I think that there were a couple moments where you were like – Okay, I'm I'm starting to understand more, but I think that you walk away with still a lot of unanswered questions. Where you go, um, I'm I'm confused as to, uh, I'm I'm confused as to what exactly you know, like, are these things human in some way or like, where are they? Like, you, you know what I mean? There, there's, it's, it's, it's like the Chucky questions. There's a sort of unknown to this film, right? So okay, so that's that's interesting. You know what I mean? You felt that and that's a very horror-esque quality sure there's a lot of horror movies that have monsters or have problems or have questions whose existence is not really explained or explored right right and and we're okay with that because that's not why we're watching it Uh we're not watching it for the sense we're watching it for the the grandy like the feeling that we're getting yeah and and sort of how do these regular people combat this supernatural force and how does and and like how can this film put me in that suspenseful, like, <gasps> right? right? How does this film audibly get me to say, what the f***? And I will say the film was successful oh, in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Um, but did you find it then as an indictment that, like, there wasn't proper clarification when it comes to where these doppelgangers, how they were created, essentially? Um, Why were they doppelgangers? How were they there downstairs in the first place? How were they – their rap- I guess the rabbits would be bleeping the entire time, but whatever. But, like, how are they perfectly matching movements and everything? Here, okay. I, th- I think this is where the problem is for me. Uh, I'm okay with not knowing that whole thing. That that's fine by me. The thing that frustrates me, I think, is whenever I started thinking back after the movie, I was starting to think to myself, 
where could they have made this make sense? Where could they have entered the theme? Where could they have made the lesson a lot more clear? Yeah. And I started coming to... Because it was to, there, but it wasn't clear. Exactly. And I was like, oh, they could have clarified it if they told us where the hell those things came from. Because if they made it clear that those people were supposed to represent the lower class in some way, they probably could have done that if they told us how they ended right. up there in the first in, place. Like, without saying they're a lower class, you know? Exactly. And mind exactly. you, Red, who is the uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character's Double. Addy, yeah. Red is the doppelganger. Red sort of mentions, we're human as well. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just like you guys. But when you receive warm and cuddly presents, I, we receive, like, cold knives that prick our skin. Right. And I think, what it, it that's very interesting. It's very poetic. Yeah. And so now that I'm thinking about it, landed. like it does feel like obviously they're lower class, but right. then it does have me question why didn't I get it when I watched it? I think it's because they kept using poetry to imply they were lower class rather than telling us they were lower class. Or rather yeah. than like you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel and like there's a lot of ways they could have made it more clear. And it wasn't a pervasive theme that was happening throughout the conflict of the film either. That I think is the biggest part. I completely right. agree. Because with you. okay, Dive so into that so, more, so let's say let, let's look at the conflict of Get Out, right? Yeah. Where essentially Chris Daniel Kaluuya's character is trying to get out, right? He's trying to get out because these white people are trying to take his black body, right? And that that is like is conflict. Get out. Yes, that is like conflict. Yeah. That is embroiled, cooked with the theme. Yeah. Right. Where instead you have. In this film, right, you have a lower class trying to not necessarily not necessarily usurp, but like make their presence known, mm-hmm. right? I think it's a better way of putting it. And so then you have this like upper class in this film feel endangered and try to kill them, right? But I guess the conflict is not really embroiled with the theme in this film because it's I, I need I need to reclarify this take a little bit more, but oh, sure. but it felt like the conflict and the theme is not as intertwined. Is yeah, what no, I'm I, trying to get at. I completely agree. I think that if you were to, this is where the problem comes, in my opinion. If you were to cut the movie, well, there's a fly with us. There's a fly. Oh, I'm sorry, I completely derailed host. you because a third host. I hope hopefully the fly has any you know input into this. Hey man, I think like he's us? gone now. Man. He must have watched it with you, right? Yeah, I guess so. No. I mean, my buddy. Anyways, my pal. sorry for derailing <laughs> no, no, you fine. like that. I think that the problem comes with if you were to cut down us, the movie us, to a sixty-second film, like a hyperspeed version of the film, you would have absolutely jack squat about class. None of it would be about class. Yeah, it would just be about these doppelgangers. Everybody has a doppelganger, and they're trying to take over. Yes, that, I mean and, that's that's and the, that's the core. Of and the humans that are us on the surface are trying to get away, and they are unsuccessful. Yeah, that's the movie Us. Yeah, that had, tells me nothing about class. Yeah, if I was to cut down Get Out to sixty seconds, it would be it only has about to race. be about the black man getting away from the white, white individual. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that that's probably that, – that's what we're talking about. That you can about, take like, away the theme from us and, it's and it'll still us. be the same movie. You cannot take away the theme from Get Out. Right. Right. And that's and that was the thing that I guess was disappointing for me. And I, I think a lot of that was echoed with other individuals as well. That's just 
when you come out with such a heavy hitter like Get Out, yeah. people expect a part two in some regard. Yeah. And like that's unfair expectations. Yeah, you sure. Know? And so even though it's a lesser film than Get Out, there were still some aspects of it. The horror, of course, was so much better in this film. Yeah. Uh, and what, what were the moments where you were like, oh, this is this is much scarier than Get Out? Well, it's just when I didn't know what was going to happen, right? Oh, sure. Where, like, somebody was creeping up behind somebody else, right? When Gabe was trying to climb back onto the boat and his I knew his yes. doppelganger was going to be behind him. That was terrifying. The fact that, like, the White family in the film, all of a sudden their doppelgangers just freaking appear and kill them. Yes. Legitimately horrifying. That, in my opinion, was one of the scariest moments of the whole movie. That was really scary. It's it's really freaking scary, yeah. right? Yeah. Where and mind you, it's not like Get Out was trying to do anything scary like that, right? right? I need to stop comparing the films. Max, stop me from comparing these. Uh, films. Me too, though. It's difficult not to. Um, I mean, we, we are watching them for that purpose slightly right? because yeah. we're trying to gear ourselves into Nope. But I, I I know what you mean. I'll try. I'll try. I'll yeah. try. I'll try. Well, to do it and for I you. guess like I think part of it too. <laughs> Is that if we felt that this was a better film than Get Out, we would be comparing it less to Get Out than we are currently. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out, okay, what makes this a lesser film in our eyes? And so the way that we're doing that, doing that is comparing is it the to Get Out. Okay, how about this? Um, in terms of performances, yeah. Uh, who did you have that was standout and who did you have that was mediocre in us okay. it, i was i was so about to compare to get out just so, now <laughs> i had to stop myself in my mind so first of all i gotta say once again i loved winston duke of course gold yeah. medal lupita nyong'o right easy if, if we had a silver medal which we don't uh sorry that was really <laughs> trying not to dishonor the show was yeah, that what yeah, it was? yeah yeah which Good we for you. freaking don't Good for you okay i'm not gonna get another sound effect that's just a lesser Good. one all Good. right the silver medal Failure. would, of course, be Winston Duke, of course, right? Yeah. I loved, I loved, I loved every time they were on screen, yeah. whether they were, you know, the sort of regular characters or the doppelgangers. Doppelgangers, yeah. And so I, I guess I'm also, I would want to watch the film a second time, right? Because what goes on, you find out at the very end, right? That uh, you get this like flashback at the beginning of the film it takes place in that was in like 1986 and Addie is the main character played by Lupita Nyong'o but at that time it was like a little girl right you find out that Addie had her places switched with her doppelganger right. one night and so the reason right? that her doppelganger is the only one that can talk is because she actually was raised exactly a human exactly and so what is also going on is that you think that you're watching the regular Addie you're actually watching the doppelganger who has taken Addie's place right. in society. Hence why in certain moments, like, she is, like, reaching out to the uh, doppelganger children, right? Where she kills her, uh, the the actual Addie, you know, the doppelganger. Oh, my God. It's, it's confusing it to is. try to say it out loud. Yeah. The point is the doppelganger who has taken Addie's place. She kills the real Addie at the very end of the film and just, like, is, like, clicking her teeth and, like, making, like, these, like, weird noises and stuff. 
And then, you know, it's that sort of thing. And then she enjoys, not enjoys, but she is really visceral in the killing as well. It's those little things. And I would want to watch the film a second time in order to see. This was the first time you ever saw us? Yeah, this is the first time. I did not know that. Yes. And so I would want to watch the film a second time in order to see how Lupita Nyong'o does that role, right? There are all a bunch of little foreshadowing little tidbits here and there throughout the film, but I'm really interested in the performance. And I think that goes to show also the first time watching this film, how much I love that performance in the first place and how much I just trust that performance that I would be getting something new if I watched this film a second time strictly from that performance. So I got to give a lot of highlight to that. I don't think there was like a poor part in this film either. I thought the children were great as well. It's like rare to to like find children actors that are legitimately great. And that was the case in this film as well. There was no sort of sour spot for the acting through this film. I thought in my opinion, now feel free to disagree with this take. All right, that I just you know spouted into the universe. But is there anybody that you felt was the highlight in your eyes? Uh, I mean, I I would say I have to give my gold medal to Lupita Nyong'o as well. Yeah. Um, she she really was. She had the hardest job, and yeah. she did her job really really well. Um, I will say that. Uh, Phys- I'm oh, try. I gotta say also a lot of physical exploration. Oh. By everybody. Lovely I wonder how they got physical there, exploration. I wonder oh. how they got there. I, I, I really, really wish I knew more about what their process was like. Yeah. Um that because that must have been or they or they very well could have used a lot of yeah. theater influence to get there. Yeah. And I would have loved to know what that was like for them, especially because Lupitiango come from that background, right? Right. Um I will say I'm trying really, really hard not to make too many get out comparisons. I'm gonna make one more though. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um in Get Out, yeah. the the comedy that came from white stereotypes uh-huh. didn't land as well for me as in Us, I thought that the white people were genuinely hilarious. I thought that they were so dumb and, and like very, very Well, fun because too. the white stereotype jokes in Get Out is like uncomfortable sort of situations, right? right? Where it's just like and in, those buffoons. And it know, wasn't as funny clowns. because it was a movie about race, I think. Right. But- because this was like a little further away from it, it was easier to like calm, like relax a little bit and laugh yeah. at it, and like laugh at the white people, right? As opposed right. to like it's funny that those white people are doing that, but it's like deeply uncomfortable, right? Exactly. That, that's that's the key difference there. So like Elizabeth Moss and like I the entire Elizabeth family, Moss was awesome. Yeah, I of course they were they're great. They're yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they were very very good. Um, it just sort of like a nice little – it's not like the movie needed those characters, but the movie was certainly aided by those characters and, and by those yeah. performances as well. It's 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 the perfect example of like a supporting cast. It right. is a supporting cast that really pushed up the main cast of this film and like did their job efficiently and effectively. I am curious though Yeah. for you uh, between Lupita Nyong'o and uh, the actress, and I'm not even going to take a stab at her name because I feel like I'm going to butcher it. Um, the actress playing Zora Wilson. Okay. The daughter. Uh, which one of those do you think had a creepier doppelganger performance? Had a creepier doppelganger yes. but Like just seeing them made you like, like shivers up your spine. I think what – this is interesting. This is interesting because I would say just – Purely looking at the doppelgangers, I would say Zora had the creepier doppelganger. Yeah. Now, in terms of like, 
as a whole, right, when you take everything into context, then uh, Addy's doppelganger, Red, was yeah. definitely much more creepier because Red had power. So do you think on, on... And she was the matriarch of that family and controlled sure. every situation. That's what made that doppelganger terrifying. Of course, like, it was the real Addy, but whatever. Uh, do you think that... Um, do you think that that was a, a, a moment that you had in the movie where you were like... No, I'm actually really f- more afraid of Addy's doppelganger. Yeah. Or okay, so it wasn't like an a reflection thing for you. What do you mean? That wasn't like after the fact. You were like, you know what, Lupita Nyong'o's Addy or like her doppelganger was really, really messed me up. Well, because because here's the thing: is that like same goes for the rest of the doppelgangers as well. They just felt like terrifying uh, spiritual beasts. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. As opposed to, like, there was some thought that was going on in Red's head. Right. And she, there was, like, a hand, you know, some cards that she was specifically not showing. And that was what made that creepy. You there, know what I'm saying? Right. there was something behind there. There was some form of sentience yes. that was not present in the other ones. The other ones, you're right, felt like more like Ghostbusters monsters, like animals. Yeah. But that was, like, an actual character. That was someone, that was an actual was a villain. Force. It was a villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, we're going to talk more about uh, the doppelgangers as well as a couple other beautiful scenes in the movie whenever we sure. get back after yeah. we watch from our sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, I am, and I'm going to start leading us in while you're standing up because that's how we do it in, in this household, apparently. God, Danny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so shady. I apologize. So, uh, Mr. Lavelle, Mr. Lavelle. Um, I know. Where are we? Le- where are we le- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a that was uh, a deep cut reference very, for like ten people. Very niche joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, sir, we left off with talking about some of the creepier um, doppelgangers in the movie, right? Yeah. And although I think that Zora definitely has her place on the creepy list, um, I gotta say that that scene. The one scene, and I was just watching it because I, I just wanted to make sure that I really felt this way, right? Yeah. Sizzle serve. Oh, I don't even have a sizzle serve prepared for this episode. I'm I'm glad that you do. Wow, that's I'm not even sure when the last time I sizzle served was. Okay. Sizzle serve. Yep. Here it is. Ah. I think that that is the creepiest, crawliest scene I've ever seen. The one where Lupita. Yep, where Lupita and Red are fighting each other. Lupita, not even her character name. No, Lupita oh, herself. Addie and Red are fighting each other in the in that basement type thing. That basement hallway, the classroom looking yes. place. And the uh, the hallway is haunting whenever you like realize why they're having such a hard time fighting, and you're like, oh my god, it's because they're the same person. Like, there's no way they can land a punch, right? Um, or she can land land a punch, and like that's all creepy and everything, right? But I'm talking specifically in the classroom. Her walking up on Red while she's in the classroom. Yeah. And then whenever she turns around and has the, like, paper two people and, like, yeah. splits it as she's talking. It's, uh, like, the arms, like, across the world. There was yes, something. Yes, arms across America or something like that. Yeah, yeah. let me look yeah. it up. And it is so creepy crawly. I wouldn't say it's the scariest, but it was definitely the creepiest. A paper cutout of, like, like two silhouettes people yeah. hand, uh, that's supposed to symbolize like hands across America, which is right. essentially what all the doppelgangers do together. They're all dressed the very in red, end, right, right. hands across America. And it is so haunting just watching her. Like, I mean, all the, like you said, the physical choices are super creepy. Um, 
uh, however they ended up finding um, the the voice for Red uh. is was awesome. A plus plus on their part, but also another big thing. That's a that's a lot of Lupita Nyong'o that uh, she specifically structured the voice work for that character after a specific sort of like ailment that's called spasmodic dysphonia. Uh, oh, because that's I, what the real person. I, I don't know like had. what sort of you know what what the ongoings of that like specifically is, but a lot of that well, voice work worked. is derived from that, and just yeah, that's so smart. like that makes sense. That character essentially yeah just does not have proper airflow, right? Freaky. And so is just talking in this really haunting and and horrifying, but like really hurt. More importantly, yeah. more importantly, hurt. And damaged yeah. voice, uh, which aids the character. I yes. would also say yes, and uh, it yes, you're right. The, the The fact that the entire time I'm listening to her, it sounds like it is hurting her to talk. Yeah, but she's doing it anyway because she feels like she has to. Yes, there's something to that that's just just yeah. so raw that like but the choice to talk it is uh, labor is is and like that's such beautiful character right there oh yeah oh yeah know? oh yeah something as simple as so like, for us like as something as simple as talking and speaking of course we we do it for a freaking living now right not a living but <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering though like i wonder if that would work in other ways i'd be very interested to to explore with that like that idea of a character that has a handicap that stops them from doing the thing that they feel like they must. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like yeah. that, that, that is a very uh, unsettling type of theme or like a, yeah. a, a type of motif. But it I, makes I would, I would everything that they do a specific choice, which yeah. is like so interesting to watch. There's when you no... have, when you got a script, right? When you have a script and that nothing is just sort of like out there, like everything is a very specific choice yeah. by a character. Mwah. Absolute. I mean, mwah. right. That, but that's like the best sort of, yeah. that's part of the reason why I love theater. Mac, yeah, yeah. Is when you come across those plays or those scripts, right? That is just like every single line, every single little thing that a character does is a specific action, yeah. specific choice to get what they want. It's absolute freaking magic. What uh, what would you say is a play that comes to mind that gives you that feeling? I'm not gonna lie, and I hate using this example, but it's like it's like a David Mamet play or like an Arthur Miller play. Yeah, let me just list Arthur off Miller. old okay, that white makes sense guys. To me. That Arthur Miller makes sense to me. But yeah. like it's it, but it's every time they open their mouth, they're trying to get what they want, and they're even if words slip, they're still trying to do something very specific. Although. This example doesn't necessarily track for actors. Sure. I think that for playwrights, um, a big one, Sarah Kane. Like, okay, yeah. there's not a single ounce of Sarah Kane's work that isn't like s dripping with Sarah Kane. Does yeah. that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah. And like, it's and done like, for a very specific reason. And of course, you know, we although are not missing, fun for actors necessarily. And, yes, and we are missing playwrights uh, a bunch, as well. Sure, a bunch. I'm just thinking of the top of my head. Sure. Now, um, I got a dispute. Of course, I got a dispute. Oh, the creepiest. Your sizzle, sir. That was the creepiest thing to you because listen, listen, and listen. Only a few days prior, I saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I was told this is more of a horror movie. I have not seen it yet. Yes, uh, it's okay. It's it's like it's it's in the same lane, in my opinion, as is uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. The less you think about it, 
you're in better hands. The better, sure. The more you think about it, it's just I was the story falls apart. Told now, by several people, like whatever expectations you had, get rid of those as fast as possible. Now, and I, just allow. Now, this is what I will say: Never during that film did I ever yell out "What the fuck!" While watching us, I totally yelled out "What the fuck!" Yeah. Now, with that being said. In Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I it's funny that I'm just comparing it to this film. I know. But there are like images from that film that are still sort of like haunting me, right? Doctor Strange. Yes. Yes. And not I, us. And not us. You're lying to I'm me. I'm not lying. I swear to God. I really Yeah, there's I remember not, the thing is so like there's even though there's really effective imagery in us and even though it's a really successful and well directed mm-hmm. horror film, I'm not like haunted by it. Sure. And that's interesting. The, thing. the, me, the only sort of, of thing honestly, the only sort of thing that's like haunting to me is just like them going back to like back to reality, right? And like trying to drive him back home and all these like dead bodies everywhere that have like stab wounds and stuff. Did you try to Eminem that? Yes. Okay, good. Um, that was like the most probably haunting thing for me throughout this film. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Because I, I got to say, this is actually one of the earlier dates that me and Emma ever went on. Wow. Who's, um, you, your girlfriend, Emma? My girlfriend, Emma. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and we went to see this movie in the theaters at... Uh, a studio movie grill and I remember seeing it um, and just like I said with Get Out uh, we watched it and like it wasn't even intentional we just happened to be the only two white people in an almost entirely black audience right and that made the experience significantly different whereas with Get Out everything was automatically funnier um, because we felt like we had permission to laugh because everyone was laughing their ass off the entire movie us was not funny at all like mm. every moment was very tense Interesting. and there were very audible reactions to every ju- jump scare in the whole movie. Cause I would say, uh, I think you said this in the previous part, you know, in the previous segment that like I, the jokes landed more for me and us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The, I, I think that the comedy was better executed with, especially the white family in this one, yeah. in, in us. And Winston Duke was so funny. Oh, Winston Duke was loved it. It's so good. So good. Winston Duke was great. Um, especially, I but, mean, and with the kids too, what's micro machines, what's home alone. Yeah. You felt, I mean, I felt my mortality there. That was so good. Wolf. The, uh, I know, but, I remember watching it in the theater and none of those jokes landed, but there were audible reactions every single time to every single jump scare. Every single time there was anything creepy or crawly or anything at all, I remember people were out loud saying like, no, stop. Yeah, no. no. I think an alternate title for this movie is, oh, hell no. Ex- and th- I heard that so many times um, in, in the theater, right? Especially during that, um, that, that dance scene. Uh, uh-huh. With Lupita Nyong'o, uh, uh, sorry, Addy and Her Red character yes, as a child, um, and uh, yes, and it's like cutting back and forth, but specifically the classroom scene, right, where like she does the, uh, and there are a couple times where they do the 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 teeth chomping thing, yeah, that's just. I've used that so many times since watching this movie. There have been several plays or things that I've done where I'm like, you know what's the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life? Someone uh, coming after you and chomping their teeth, implying yeah. they want to eat you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they don't enough. say it, but just like a... Yeah. But like a like, visceral uh, sort no, 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 of... No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's just gross. It's so yeah. gross. Um, But another... 
I gotta say also that's something that we don't really conceptualize as humans, right? Where like when we, you know, when we are confronted by danger, right? Uh-huh. Whether that be by other humans or just like a car crash or something, right? When we what when we conceive sort of danger that may be impending upon ourselves, we hardly ever consider being eaten by something. Right, sometimes oh. we do. Occasionally we do, but like That's bears. Where I thought that was gonna go. But to we get like yeah. mauled by bears. But like it's just sure. like when eaten by something, there's something terrifying about that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like something could just chow down on me. Yeah, and that's that feels irregular. That is a creepy we quality. should be the top of the tr- food chain. You're right. There, I but said it. Here we go. I said it. Um. Uh oh! Remind me to tell you later about the uh, man-eating apes they found in the Congo. Anyway, what? Um, no, we're visiting this now. Okay. What did you just say? Man-eating uh, apes in Congo? Yeah. So they're in the very heart of Congo. They started finding uh, chimps. Uh huh. Um, because obviously, like we all know, I chimps. understood it as a man-eating apes. No, these are chimp. I mean, excuse me, apes that are man-eating. They're eating men. Yeah. Um. They, they are. Uh, well, actually, they're, they're they're chimps, they're chimpanzees, um, technically in terms of like their big difference. I know, but it's important because we all Jane know chimps. Just I know, <laughs> we all know uh, chimps to be like the smaller of the of the uh, primates, right? Sure. But these specific chimps are like they average over six feet in height. They are enormous, and they are really freaking scary. And they started to find pictures of. These like kind of uh, 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 Congo like jungle dwellers, like these people that are like like living like in the in the midst of the jungle, right? And they start hunting down these chimps because all of the the people in their tribe are getting eaten by the chimps, and they find them and they and there are pictures of them everywhere. But they are like these six seven feet tall ish chimps that are like three or four hundred pounds they're terrifying to look at i highly recommend finding pictures and there's like one or two videos you can find it's wild anyway sorry so how did this film watching it a second time or yeah. a third time or whatever time for this show uh, three three this is the third time so okay so how did it compare with previous watches i always feel that this is like important to consider when watching these films right uh-huh. what films sort of you know keep their luster what films lose their luster where did this us where where was that in that regard i think uh i learned a lot about jordan peele in the rewatches okay um i think that the way that he adds easter eggs isn't as much like for easter eggs in terms of like in terms references of or like you mean showing you foreshadowing in okay, terms of showing difference. you yes you're right you're right in terms of showing you uh where the story is going right. and like giving you like a little winks and nods as to as to what's happening right yeah, yeah. um i i felt like there are there's sometimes where i've seen jordan peele do that like for instance get out sorry to bring it back but it's true um where they were for the story like they were in in aid of the story mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the ones in us were a lot more for the audience it was just for fun i felt like there were quite a few times where and that wasn't like necessarily uh to its detriment it just felt like on the rewatches uh-huh. i found a lot more times where i was like that wasn't necessary but okay that was fun that was still fun to watch like such as is there like a specific little thing um it's just like little maybe, tiny maybe, detail maybe things. there's like, like what about the foreshadow where uh, the doppelganger, who is now Addie, uh, is in the sort of therapy room and she's arranging all the animals together in the last, you know, sort of to, to resemble the, 
uh, 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 hands across Hand America, yeah. and then the last animal she puts down is a rabbit. Blah blah blah. I mean, there's that, sure, yeah. but it, and, and like again, like we're talking about the hands across America thing, like that being a consistent design theme, that makes sense to me. Keep yeah. that. Okay. The rabbit thing's like not necessary. Like, sure, yeah, yeah. and I still don't really totally get the the rabbit. Or imagery, what about the fact honest. that like Addie says she doesn't really like talking, and you know when. She was in therapy. I, I don't know why I use quote hands there. Uh, but when she was in therapy right. and then like she was never talking, it was because like she was actually the doppelganger. Right, right, right. You I mean, th- there was a little bit of that, but but I think that was all in the aid of the story. I, I just mean more like little eye contact things or like you're talking about with like the reaching out to um the the, the doppelganger kids or, or, or things yeah. like that or like – um uh yeah where or like the way that um there are several times where like the doppelgangers would treat the mom like an outsider or they would treat red like she was not necessarily one of them uh-huh. and like they would treat her the same way that they treated the like the surface dwellers in uh-huh. like some instances things like that where it's like that's kind of cool and i like that idea but like it's not necessary it felt like a little bit like uh oh, here you go audience i guess i get i like i'm not disputing it but i guess i just don't know the distinction then between foreshadowing for the story and foreshadowing for the audience i think foreshadowing for the story helps in telling the story and like makes the story make more sense but what i'm saying is i don't know what that looks like oh okay okay like okay. what is that difference look like right um it's okay if you don't have the answer now and like you maybe yeah i'm not have, sure if i can if i can articulate it off the top of my head I, to be but I, at least for me on this first watch where i'm like i mean maybe a little bit where i'm like oh i guess i should have picked up more on the fact of how visceral addy is or the fact that she wasn't talking when she was little or the fact that she doesn't like talking at all and the fact that she doesn't like drink any alcohol or anything that or actually that's not a bad thing but uh just like little <laughs> but just little sure. stuff like that or the fact that she was chomping her teeth at the end but and then also and on the same token as well that uh the son, Jason, uh, seems to have sort of put it together that her mom, excuse me, his mom yeah. is actually a doppelganger. doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, I, I still had to look that up a little bit, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just some things to look at, some things to intake. There's perhaps. definitely, though, there's definitely a, a, a small tinge of me that was always hoping for an Us sequel. And uh, they always felt like there could have been more to talk about. It does make me curious because, you know what? I got to say also, what I really appreciate about this movie is that for a lot of horror films or something in that regard, they feel like isolated events, right? Sort of all these events, very Aristotle in terms of place, right? It's just happening in one location for oh, the most sure. part to one group of people, right? Yeah. At most, maybe like a city or something, whatever, yeah. right? It's borderline nice. unity, if you will. Yeah, and it, but what's nice also is to watch this film, right? Have it be centralized on a family, mm-hmm. but still get the sense of something global or like a, rather across America is happening, right? Yeah, that they are just a very small part in what is so much bigger and grander that we yeah. never really lose that fact. Right, we're occasionally shown imagery, or like when they watch the news, like this thing is happening all across. Yeah, you know, I remember the that US. being one of the best parts of a uh, weird reference. Um, World War Z, 
<laughs> with Brad Pitt. Brad you remember Pitt? that? Yeah. 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 That like that was one of the coolest parts of the movie is that you're following Brad Pitt and you're like, man, that's crazy. That's happening to him. And there, then, there's like things happening throughout exactly, the world. Right? That you like, like keep getting reminded of like him in comparison yeah. and history in comparison to the rest of the world. And, that even though the, yeah. the story is focused on this microcosm, the story never forgets what's happening outside of the microcosm. Is representative of what's... Which I think is really yeah. cool, right? I mean, at least for me, like when I saw trailers for this film, I thought it was really just going to be about this family and maybe a little bit about the white family as well. Right, right. right? You didn't know that every single motherfucker on the planet has a doppelganger. Yeah, or yeah. at least in America. Right, right. Uh, I guess, right. Is, is what they well, seem but to th- be that's another to. question that I would love an answer to at some point. Is like, so what is the world? What does the world think? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? So what else is like going on? It does. It does really. Yeah, it begs the question for me. I guess I'm also interested. Because in, aren't there like helicopters at the end? Yeah, there are helicopters that are looking at this, so you know, like some people have survived, right? And there's news stations, I suppose, are chronicling yeah. this sort of event that's that's going on, right? Yeah. But like, then it's also where's the military? You know, it's like stuff like that. Like, right? What is happening? Right? It makes me really interested, and I guess it would be a completely different film, probably not so much horror in the traditional sense like this one but I, i'd be interested to read maybe a little t- tidbit of like what's what happens to these characters right because i think the events of what goes on in the world is so interesting yeah i like to just see where else this story goes that's what i mean like i i would i would love to because i know there were a lot of questions that were to be avoided intentionally avoided like i don't even want to try to answer that question like if, if i'm jordan peele yeah um but why not try? I think yeah. it'd be interesting. I, I think you got a cool concept here. Why not like flesh it out, see what happens? Because once again, like it's the same thing. Uh, I guess I'll use Get Out again, but I'm, whatever. It's hard not whatever. to. It's hard not but, to. But like, it, sure, sure. And it's also very recent that we just watched it. It's another horror movie. Yeah. It's, it's, all whole nine yards, right? We're viewing this in tandem. Exactly. So then you have Chris in that movie, the main character, and he's like the only one, right? He is the only one that recan- that can recount what has happened, right? That what right. happened in that house, right? It's a very isolated incident, and it's very, very lonely, and it feels like that's what happens for a lot of like characters in horror films. Like only they can tell this story, right? Yeah. Because only they. And then everyone witnesses. thinks they're crazy if yeah. they try, right? And so once again, it's I think it's just really cool that there is still a world out there, yeah. And the world is is receiving this information and has to deal with this information at the very same time. Yeah. I think that's just cool, and it, I guess it sort of makes me realize like how much. The world as a whole is not a part of like other horror movies, and I'm not saying you know that we have to get War of the Worlds or or any or World War Z or anything like that. But I guess I'm just really interested in more stories exploring a microcosm and not forgetting to acknowledge what's happening outside of that. Right. That people are still being affected that are not like the main characters, right? right? It sort of then you know actually what it does it informs the setting more. It informs the and, setting, and I think it, it sort of it raises the stakes for the characters. In the case of this film, right, uh-huh. is that they were thinking to themselves that this is an isolated incident. Right? Oh sure, the fact that there are doppelgangers for them and that there are doppelgangers for the white family, right? right? That it's an isolated incident and that's it. That's creepy as hell. Where the hell do they come from? But whatever, that's it. 
right? And then they have the realization, wait a second, let's put it on the news. And then they find out that it's not a real, like right. that, that it's not just a microcosm. It's not just an isolated incident. This is happening all freaking over the place. And it's yeah. horrifying and terrifying, right? It raises the stakes for those characters because then it makes it feel like more so they don't really have a way out. And there's not really much any other people that they could actually rely on or right. or lean on per se right right, right. that makes and sense. it raises the stakes for them to i guess to make it a sports thing i guess to like up their performance right yeah to up what they need to do in order to survive and yeah. get through what they need to get through yeah. together i i do want to say real quick um i before i forget um that a quick shout out uh to the soundtrack of us uh-huh. um oh my gosh i have used this so many times i've absolutely ripped it off in so many ways whoa uh, i careful, know careful i know i know careful I know. mac i know i know i've never used it in anything where i've actually made money from it it's just been like for school projects and stuff careful I know, danny i've never made money off don't worry it's just that in terms of, like this is quintessential horror track in my mind yeah. if i'm if i'm trying to scare somebody i can't think of more perfect sounds than this soundtrack oh sure it's the uh, i don't even know what instruments but it's, it's, it's <laughs> the way they use strings the way they use strings is That's off the charts is, yeah. um i mean just the whole orchestra is yeah. is uh is is really impressive and once again and like it's not doing look maybe Maybe this is a sizzle surf, but like it doesn't in that regard. It doesn't feel like it's doing anything new, but it's doing what it's doing really, really well. I I think it is a um, it is a reimagination of something that already exists. Yeah, I think there are lots of horror movies that use that creepy violin sound or whatever. Oh, for but sure. But in terms of the shrieks and the plucks and and like, it's really, really well done. It's. Very clever. No, once again, not reinventing the wheel, but whatever. It's still immaculate. I will say well though, done. I can't think of any other horror movie where its main themes use the plucks. Use the bang, 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 bang. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like that that was awesome. And I have yeah. and But yeah, that, I guess yeah, incorporating more it into a soundtrack. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, scoring. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or uh maybe I got the whatever. You know, you understand what I'm yes, saying. Hopefully, I do, the I do. audience does. Yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I I will say that, like, still to this day, no matter who I'm with, as long as I know they've seen us, if I start playing that music, they event they immediately are just like, nope, nope, no more of that, please. Like yeah. it, it really um, sends you There's back a to the moment reaction. and it's, reminds it's you sensory. how much of that movie was the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which is so much, by the way, so much of the movie of, of, of this movie, which is was impressive, music. and it's a testament yeah. to the overall execution of this film. This yeah. film is really well executed. Please do not get that wrong. Maybe I should have said that more so earlier. Fine, but this movie is immaculately well executed and well done. I, I it doesn't Michael feel Abel's. like it, I'm sorry, Michael Abel's music by Michael Abel's. Okay, cool. Sorry, I just, I, I just wanted Thanks, to make Mike. sure that we. Got that one off. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So what Shout out saying? to Mike. No, nothing. We, so we need to, to say Mike. on the front end that, like, yeah, absolutely. It's that, that, really it well executed. Very well done. And it's, I would say it's not as tight as Get Out, but the movie definitely takes its time more, and it's, like, consciously taking its time, yeah. right? It's fine that it's not as tight, but the movie still knows what it's doing, yeah. and it's effective in that regard. So, once again, I really, really appreciate this film, and I think it's still a very 
enjoyable one as well as we approach the, the two-minute two warning. warning. Okay. Mac, well, what are your final thoughts, if I may get them, please? Of course. Uh, I think that this movie was um, a lot less – of. it felt like every single acting choice in uh, Get Out was a collaboration between Jordan Peele and the actor, uh -huh. whereas this, I think that he allowed them a lot more freedom and a lot more You're space. Right. Gosh. Um, we honestly – we did not talk about the acting enough in this film. It, it was great. It's um, really, really, and I fantastic. think that that came from Jordan Peele allowing him, uh, allowing them space and allowing them to explore themselves, yeah. and and because they, they, there were a lot of very organic and very actory choices, not just story choices that mm -hmm. the actors were mm -hmm. a part of. Um, just like how can I get under this character's skin? How can I get what I want? Right, you know? right, right, and, and and those were very clearly actor things, not director yeah. things. And so the I and the physical was, exploration yeah. of those things is just like. With my character or whatever, how what what is my mo right? What do I right. care the most about? What what is really high stakes for right. me personally? What's my objective? And then how do I physically embody that? And there isn't a single person in this film who did not physically embody what they wanted. Absolutely, and 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 with Get Out, I think the big thing was like the actors in relationship to their space, mm -hmm. and that was more of a directory thing. Whereas this one was a lot more the actors in, in relationship to each other and themselves. Yeah, which was a much more actor decision you know what i mean uh -huh. what about you danny uh listen it's great like it's it's great it's it really a is. good watch i think it's worth watching don't set your expectations too high even though it's a it's executed very well done yeah i think what hurt this film in the long run in terms of critical reception and i think it'll turn around as more time passes is how high the bar was us uh, for this movie since get out mac we're gonna watch one of my favorite movies of all time it's a movie starring tom hardy and joel edgerton warrior what <laughs> okay cool